the place for talk on the internet. This is TalkZone.com. TalkZone.com. This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Is the American dream alive? Can people at the bottom of the economic ladder still make it in our country? We'll have a fascinating interview. 20 and 30 and 40-year-old guys, healthy and able-bodied, and spoke just like me. And to meet that side of homelessness was a big eye-opener for me, and it shattered a lot of stereotypes. Then, a troubling study of middle school education finds low achievers are being thrown into advanced classes whether they're ready or not. You'll want to hear what the research found and what can be done about it. It's a consequence of a policy that sweeps everyone in based on their age or their grade into one particular class without any regard for whether or not the students are prepared for that class. Those two stories and more are coming your way on this week's InfoTrack. Stay with us. The program gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Is the American dream still alive? Is it still possible for somebody to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and reach some level of success? A lot of cynics say no. But one man decided to find out for himself, and his story is a fascinating one. Let's welcome Adam Shepard to InfoTrek. Adam, how are you? Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Sure. Now, Adam, you've written a book titled Scratch Beginnings, Me, $25, and the Search for the American Dream. And it's about an experiment you conducted, a quite a, an elaborate experiment. Tell us how this all began. Well, there are a couple things that fed into this. First of all, I read a book called Nickel and Dimed during college, and this was a book where Barbara Ehrenreich basically wrote on the death of the American dream. So I kind of got this idea on how I could go out and make the discovery for myself. And I figured, you know what, let me start with $25 and the clothes on my back in a random city and see what I can do. You know, my goal was in one year to have $2,500, a car, and a furnished apartment. So I was essentially seeing, you know, if I could live that American dream. That was my American dream, and I wanted to see if it was possible for me to do it. Now, what did your parents think of this idea? <laughs> they were, uh, they had mixed emotions. Of course, they were nervous, and my safety was always a concern for them. But at the same time, this was an opportunity for me to get out and discover a whole new world from which I had always been so far removed. So for me to have this great education outside of the classroom, they were obviously excited for me. And my brother was particularly excited because, you know, he got all the, my stuff after I left, so he was happy <laughs> to drop me off at the train station. You went to Charleston by train, and then you basically hit the streets and tried to find a place to sleep, right? Yeah, that's when things really started to hit home for me when I got off the train, you know, because I thought this was going to be lovely Charleston and the waterfront and big, beautiful houses and horse-drawn buggies and <laughs> lovely southern bells. I mean, I thought this was going to be gone with the wind. So to get off of the train on the other side of the tracks in North Charleston and have to walk down Rivers Avenue and find my way to a homeless shelter, I mean, it really started to hit home late that first Tuesday night and... You know, like I said, I mean, it was a cultural experience, and a lot of things hit home when I first got off the train. 
In being with homeless people or people in the shelter, tell us, if you can, if you can summarize that experience for us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, and I'm not afraid to admit now, that I had this kind of stereotype and this perception that I would meet a bunch of old, fat, bearded dudes with whiskey on their breath down at the street corner. And I think for me to walk into the homeless shelter, and I've certainly met 20 of old, fat, bearded guys with whiskey on their breath, but I think for me to meet 20 and 30 and 40-year-old guys who were young and healthy and able-bodied and spoke just like me, and, and I was really able to connect with these guys. I think for me to meet that side of homelessness was a big eye-opener for me, and it shattered a lot of stereotypes. So anybody could end up homeless, I guess is what you're saying. Oh, for sure. And I think that nobody sits back and thinks, oh, that could happen to me one day. You know, it just does. And that's what happened to a lot of guys in there. You know, some of them had kind of been grinding it out for their entire lives and were kind of just content with the lifestyle that they had. But others had been working $16 an hour jobs at the factory that, you know, got sent to China and Mexico. And then all of a sudden... They're out on the streets, so I think that that's why I ended up staying at the shelter for 70 days before I moved on, because I really met Derek and Omar and BG and James and Easy e and just these really fascinating guys that I never suspected I would meet. Our guest is Adam Shepard, author of Scratch Beginnings, Me, $25 in the Search for the American Dream, and we're talking about how he took on this experiment to find out if he could make the American Dream happen for himself. So you found work as a laborer, I guess, and that started you making some money, but it really wasn't such a great deal, right? No, well, the first couple of weeks, like you say, I was just doing day labor and work today, pay today. And I just needed to get a little bit of money in my pocket. But my goodness, it was not worth it, you know, because after, you know, we started 650 and then there are taxes and this fee and that fee. And before it's all over, you're making four or 450 an hour. So I knew early on that as soon as I got a permanent job with a steady paycheck, that things would be okay, but those first couple of weeks were tough. And how did you make the leap to a steady paycheck? That's what's particularly interesting about this, Chris, because here I was doing this great project and what I thought was just going to be so fascinating and inspirational. And two weeks in, I was down. I was complaining about the economy and I couldn't get a job for this reason or that reason. And this is at the homeless shelter. And there was a guy there, Phil Coleman, who gave me this stern pep talk and said, Hey, buddy. You need to go out and you need to get a job. Nobody's going to just hire you. So the next day I went out, I heeded his advice, got a job. But I think what's interesting about that is here I was, Adam Shepard, the king of the American dream, and you can do it with $25. And two weeks in, I was kind of bummed out. And it took a homeless guy to pet me up. And this is a guy who I wouldn't have looked twice at when I was crossing the street. But I think for him to inspire me, it was a huge humbling experience for me. Adam, when you were in the homeless shelter, did people know where you were from or about your background, or did you keep that to yourself? You know, I kept that to myself. I had my fabricated story about my druggy mom and my alcoholic father, and I told that story about four times. It got better every time with new characters. And, <laughs> but really, in the end, nobody really cared about me or where I had come from, you know, and I thought that was so cool. I mean, you know, I was telling my story, and then guys were like, dude, shut up. I just got stabbed last Tuesday, mm. you know, and so I think... For me to be in that situation and to say, you know what, I am not that interesting of a guy, but I can sit here and just listen to these stories and listen to where these guys come from. Have you gone back to those people and are they aware of this whole story now? 
Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that's what's so special to me is that, you know, I talk to Derek every three or four days, and Omar is back in Michigan, and we write letters. And the friendships that I fostered here, you know, when I told them who I really was, they didn't care. You know, they had gotten to know me as a person and vice versa. So beyond the scope of the book, for me to foster these great friendships, that's what this means to me. That's pretty special. Adam, it sounds like, you know, you got that pep talk that really hit home with you, and that got you to go out and get the job. It sounds like a lot of success or failure is really in the mind in terms of your attitude and your determination. Is that right? Absolutely, and, and that's how I see it. We can argue the economics on both sides all day long, but in the end of the day, we live in the greatest country in the world, and there is more opportunity here. Even in this crazy economy, there's more opportunity than anywhere else, and I look at it as an attitude. If you wake up in the morning and you just attack life and you attack the day, then things are going to happen. And if you don't, then things aren't going to happen. And you don't need my story to know that. You know, I met those guys, but even beyond the scope of the book, I mean, there are people that are really living the American dream today, and that's pretty cool. Does this experience, Adam, make you think that we should deal with homelessness in a different way than we are in this country? really opened my eyes to the severity of the issues that surround homelessness and that surround poverty in general. And I think one of the reasons I spent 70 days in the homeless shelter and I write about so much about the services that they offer is because I was so fascinated. I mean, the shelter where I stayed had career services and social services and the doctor would come in every Wednesday and they had a nurse and they had a program with the local community college. And I mean, it was really cool how they really approached homelessness and the lower economic streams. So I think that our eyes are open, but they can always be more wide open. And this experience gave me the opportunity to see that. Well, it's a fascinating story and a true life story. Scratch Beginnings, Me, $25 in the Search for the American Dream. Adam Shepard is the author. And the website, if you want to check it out, and I guess folks can read the first chapter of the book on there, is scratchbeginnings.com. Adam Shepard, thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on the show. Next, lots of 8th grade algebra test scores aren't adding up. We'll do the math on this shocking school story. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned.